Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. listening to the Greater Work Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Gibson. Over the last few weeks, we've been discussing sexual temptation in the workplace from a perspective of receiving. Now, by that, I mean someone else is tempting us to go against God and his word and to bring compromise to our sexual integrity. However, there is another side to sexual temptation. It's when we are the ones that are tempting. Luke 11:4 says, and forgive us our sins and forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Now, if you're like me, when you've read the words of uh, Jesus and the Lord's Prayer, it's easy to understand. We don't want to be around any sexual temptation ourselves, and we want to be delivered from the situations that could target us into sexual temptation. But let's be frank. Christians are just as good at offering sexual temptation as those that don't know Christ. Back when I was in Bible college, I saw young Christian people being seductive and sexually alluring just so they could get noticed and even get a mate. Both guys and ladies were both wearing form-fitting and revealing clothing, while not uncommon to want to look good as believers in Christ, frankly, we've been called to a higher standard. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to everyone. It instructs us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Now listen, if we follow Christ as a single person, we are to renounce flaunting our bodies to the world to gain attention. If we wear clothing that shows off our physical attributes, we are screaming, look at me, look at me, instead of reinforcing Hebrews 12:2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. Then again, for married people, you can be just as tempting too. More than just wearing seductive clothing, it can go down the line of what I call pseudo-Christian encouragement. And by that, I mean giving compliments and special attention to those of the opposite sex. Whatever your status in life, whether single or married, being the tempter is sin. And frankly, you're acting as the arm of Satan. Practically speaking, how do we control ourselves and prevent ourselves from becoming that seductive person in the workplace. As we've discussed in previous episodes to summarize how we should act, the main tenets come down to first, remember who owns you and whom you represent, so clothe yourself appropriately. Second, regardless of your marital status, your body belongs to your spouse. And lastly, watch your words. Proverbs 7 verse 21 reminds us, with great persuasion they were enticed, and with flattering words they were lured in. Your word of encouragement may not be received in the manner that you intended it. Don't be naive. What you say has power. Now listen, there are some gray areas in the topic of temptation and flirtation because even the most conservative person can be sexually alluring too. But the bottom line comes down to asking four questions to see if this is a problem for you. The first one, would I dress like this and act like this if Jesus Christ was in bodily form with me at this moment? 1 Peter chapter 3 reminds us, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as braided hair, gold jewelry, fine clothes, but from the inner disposition of your heart, the unfading beauty and gentle quiet spirit, which is precious in God's sight. Now, although this scripture was written more directly to women, in today's work and church environment, 
It also applies to men. You do not have to get decked out to the nines to be noticed, nor do you have to be half naked to show all the goods. You are mistaken if you think that being all done up is the only way that you're going to attract somebody. Because God says your actual value is seen in the disposition of your heart, make sure that your heart is right towards God before your outfit and accessories go on your body. Next, ask this question, does your current spouse think that you're being flirtatious with someone other than them? Proverbs 31.30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. Again, ask God if you're being flirtatious in the workplace, but also ask your spouse. If you submit to them what you're doing and they do not like it, accept what they say and stop doing it. Regardless of how profitable and lucrative your charm and flirtation can be, being right before God and your spouse takes priority. Thirdly, would my future spouse feel that I am defrauding them of what is due to them? Listen to this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It says, Each of you must know how to control your body in holiness and in honor, not in lustful passions like the Gentiles who do not know God. And no one should ever violate or exploit his brother in this regard, because the Lord will avenge all such acts as we've already told you, solemnly and warned you. For God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness. Anyone then who rejects this command does not reject man, but God, and the very one who gives you his Holy Spirit. For singles out there, the concept here is that if you engage in sex and sexual activity before marriage, you are not giving your future spouse the complete package. Now, yes, you can be forgiven and cleansed morally by God. However, your future husband and your future wife may not be getting everything that's due to them. That means they're being defrauded out of what is rightfully theirs. Lastly, fourth question, do I really want to bring division into another person's marriage? Matthew 5 verse 28 says, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If you dress and act in a way that could cause someone else to stumble, are you really living for Christ? Living a holy life does not mean avoiding sexual temptation. It also means not being sexually tempting as well. If all you offer is a nice body, nice clothes, and a charming demeanor, do not be surprised if that's all that you're looked upon as having. The people you attract with the kind of bait that you offer will always want more. Instead of being seductive, make your godliness known first. Focus on what pleases God and allow Him to open the doors of promotion in your workplace that He wants you to walk in without trying to be seductive and alluring to get where you want to be. Now, if you feel that you've crossed the line and frankly been a flirt or a tempter of those that you work with, own it. Be honest. Be honest with yourself, be honest with God, and make things right. Determine that from this point forward, you will rely on the Holy Spirit to walk in holiness and in your work life and in your personal life too. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your forgiveness. And again, if we have crossed the line, we've been seductive, we've been flirtatious, we've offered some form of allurement, I ask you to forgive us. Forgive that one listening, forgive myself, forgive all of us. And I ask that going forward from this day forward, we would walk in integrity, we would walk in holiness, help us to be aware of what we wear, help us to be cognizant of what we say and how we act around those in our work life and also in our church life. We ask that you would cleanse us from the top of our head down to our feet, and we love your forgiveness, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.